At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hey everyone, welcome back to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm Alexander Rossi. And sometimes I wish I was Alexander Rossi. But not today. Today I'm perfectly happy to be James Hinchcliffe. Uh, where are you, James? I'm never happy to be Oh, them. here we go. Um, <laughs> nor should you be. So, James, where are you at? Because uh, we're, we're not recording at uh, your house or Chateau de Bus, and I haven't seen you in, well, three weeks. So what's going on? Uh, I mean, three weeks is an exaggeration because I feel like Sonoma was not three weeks. Was Sonoma three weeks ago? No, it couldn't have been. I mean, it was two week and a half. weeks ago. Two-ish. Fair enough. Week and a half. Week and um, half. So, Alex, I'm actually currently uh, in Canada. I'm, I'm up in the great white north in the homeland. Um, I had some, uh, some sponsor commitments to do uh, kind of just outside Toronto the week after Sonoma. And then I have... Uh, some more sponsor commitments out in Western Canada in a couple days, but the weekend we had off, so Becky and I ran up to uh, to our cottage north of the city to enjoy some family and some lake and some time off a little bit, which has been pretty lovely because it's kind of busy for the next little while here. Um, what about you, Mr. Rossi? Where in the world are you? Oh, I've been doing the exact opposite of that. Um, I flew straight back to Indianapolis <clears throat> and... Um, have been here other than this weekend I drove to Michigan ill-advised with our mutual trainer where we proceeded to compete in a Spartan race you actually Sunday. did that um, oh we actually did that yes uh, <laughs> neither of us what is, a, what is a Spartan race have you heard of Tough Mudder no yeah, okay. Tim's, Tim's well, not necessarily the, like the active type. Tim's yeah, not, I'm not the active kind of uh, kind of he's, guy he's, He's not the, the, the gym goer. <clears throat> well, anyway, so what we did was it's like this running race and it's like this obstacle course where you have to like climb over walls or do monkey bars or stunts or climb a rope or carry sandbags, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all for time. And it's this big old cult competition thing that's kind of similar to CrossFit and the CrossFit games in a way. Um, but here nor there, you did this on Sunday, did this on Sunday. And so my trainer, how'd you do? Well, we did, we didn't do it like that. We didn't show up to win. We just did it to do it. Like, just well, you said finish. it was for timing. Sorry to ask if, you know, the professional race car driver was competitive. No, this is one no, of those no, things like, you show is... up to do to say that you've done it. You know, to, to completing the course in itself is an impressive feat because those things are incredibly hard. And isn't it true that... This sounds This sounds like this is... You're just saying you lost. This no. Is, this is just your way of saying you didn't win it. No, 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 Tim, you don't get it because you don't... You don't you don't do these types of things. No, but Sunday, like, there I was, did the crossword. You don't, there was you don't no, exercise, so you there don't was, understand. There was, no, there was no way that I was going to win. <laughs> like, that wasn't even something no, that, that crossed my mind. There's like 
5,000 people to show up for this. And like, we, we didn't even show up on time to win like the equivalent of the green flag drop. That's weird. Jim didn't show up we on were, time for something. Well, in, in our defense, we had a lot of wine and bourbon the night before. And <laughs> you, it was like, usually, 40, usually the, the ideal preparation for a tough physical challenge the following day. <laughs> You know, maybe I'll be good at this exercise thing after all. I got that part down. It was like it was like forty degrees out. Now get this. So our start time was eight thirty in the morning, and we show up in the parking lot, and it's at Michigan International Speedway. So like the course is kind of in, starts inside the track. We park outside of the track, and um, we got there, and it was like seven forty-five, and you have to like get your your bib and your your headband with your number and your like timing beacon thing that goes on your wrist and kind of get to the start line five or ten minutes before well we stepped out of the car and realized you know a we weren't adequately um clothed because we didn't you know plan ahead for this b um i had forgotten uh the shoes that i needed and uh we were just also cold so we sat in the car um, and tried to come up with excuses not to do it. We walked into the track and we literally went through registration and it was 827, like dropped our sweaters on the grass and without a warm up or anything, just kind of jumped in the huddle and went and started <laughs> and uh, competed for a five mile Spartan race. Okay, which was a so good time. I'm assuming you made it to the end. Oh, yeah. No, I. I actually did pretty good. I think I was 12th in my age group um, and like not bad. 70th, 70th overall. So no, it wasn't horrible. Not bad at all. Is this the one where if you can't complete one of the exercises, you have to do 30, 30 burpees. burpees? That's it. Yeah. So that's so I was terrible. I was pretty proud of myself because I only had to do two burpees twice out of like 16 challenges. Um, okay. So what, first... what were the two that you couldn't finish? So... When our kind of, we were thinking of ways to be clever and kind of cheat the system, if you will, we were like, oh, we're going to wear gloves because that'll be great. Well, the very first thing that they have you do is like walk through a river and mud and everything. And so you get to the first obstacle, which is monkey bars. And we were wearing these like Carhartt rubber mechanic gloves, thinking that was going to help our grip. I literally like reached on the bar and fell off on the very, like before I even tried to do anything. So that was (laughs) failure number one. So then I threw the gloves away and failure number two was you had to like take a spear and throw it, I don't know, 30, 30 yards, 25 yards into a hay bale and make it stick. And you could, you only had one shot at it. Um, I've, I've never thrown a spear, spear in my life. So that didn't even come oh, yeah, close. I don't you even... don't just practice javelin in the backyard at your place in Indy? Oddly, no. No, I, I saber champagne bottles every once in a while. But, um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that was not one of the tasks. <laughs> that was not one of the tasks. But then the rest of them I, I completed, so that was uh, that was kind of cool. That's that's an admirable uh, an admirable attempt, I have to say. I've always wanted to do that. Um, Jim's told me about those before, and I always thought it'd be fun to do that. Um, not in forty degree weather, though. That seems less fun when you. Well, you know like what, Mister Hinchcliffe, um, I will be happy to be your Spartan guide. And uh, take Let's you on do an adventure. Okay. Let's be Spartan buddies. Oh, I got a thing that day, or uh, you know, I would, but I got that thing. It's cool. Yeah, that thing. That thing is called your daughter. <laughs> you should probably pay attention to her. 
I feel like that's like yeah, I feel like fine. that's a pretty she's good fine. out for pretty much anything. Like you've got until she's kind of like fourteen. I get out of yeah everything. you just have like an easy anything out. i don't want to do i haven't done anything i don't want to do for four years <laughs> okay so how um, long can you milk that <laughs> i got another 14 i think yeah it seems about fair because I, I i could come up with excuses I, at some point i might have to have another one <laughs> just it's, like, because just to get out of like weddings just because your daughter's getting too old and you can't use her as an excuse anymore you're gonna just pop out another kid wait wait have uh, yeah i think that sounds like there is have another thing. kid or have another excuse kid. Uh, tomato tomato oh, right. okay fair <laughs> <laughs> a kid is just a book of excuses all right so when you're not doing spartan races i mean I, unless you're gonna go and do amazing race again what what's what are your guys plans for the off season i mean other than doing this podcast obviously well oh no this is my um, last podcast i'm quitting after this oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh no that's terrible <laughs> um you know you know tim if james quits i quit because i'm not dealing with you alone no, that's what I was counting on. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim just doesn't want to have to do this anymore, basically. He just wants to get yeah. fired. This this bi-weekly commitment to talk to you guys for an hour is being a little much for me, you know? You'd think this was a daily show, the amount of uh, not doing stuff that you're doing. Yes. <laughs> the amount of inability to come up with anything well, creative. Well, I mean, I don't know if... So yeah, Alex, do you well, have you any know, I, just all, I always have this stuff with my daughter that I have to do. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. It always gets in the way. So Alex, do you have uh, do you have big plans for the off season other than you know savoring champagne and drinking bourbon in my basement? Um, I mean that is that not a big enough plan? No, that's fine. Is that with an me. option? Um, I mean, well, obviously we've you, got too. we've got like okay. Well, here's one thing. So obviously, you know, I'm. I'm a big fan of American Thanksgiving because, you know, we're grateful for leaving England and um, creating a better society with a better language, better currency, and better oh. unit of measure. Um, oh, my God. But... I, I actually quit. I actually think that might be it. <laughs> but what um, I didn't realize what there, was that there's also a Canadian Thanksgiving, which I don't understand because I don't really know what you have to be thankful for. But... Um, with that, that we're, being not, that we're <laughs> not America, being, being close to America. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> they just get together once a year and celebrate. That. Um, so I'm actually going to go celebrate my first Canadian Thanksgiving, which I'm excited about. Um, yeah, so that's let me let I have me an tell American you. flag shirt I want you to wear. Let me tell you, I have I have done a lot of American Thanksgivings and a lot of Canadian Thanksgivings. And as you head into your first Canadian Thanksgiving, let me just warn you, you're gonna be really underwhelmed. Well that that makes sense. <laughs> America does Thanksgiving way more hardcore than Canada does. Well that's because it's a real holiday. Uh, well, <laughs> So yeah, there's that. I'm I'm testing uh, at Indianapolis next month, and that's about as far out as I've gotten. Um, all right, so James, walk me through something here. Um, you know, I already don't like the way this sounds. We all know about the helicopters that you have and have access to whenever yeah. you want. It's a fleet. I'm actually right? going to be I'm going to be too many choppering on Friday. Yeah. Um, again, that makes <laughs> sense. That's about your mo. Um, but 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 how does one come to uh, procure a yacht like you have? I for, did. <laughs> like, wh why do you now own wait, a yacht? Wait, wait, there's a yacht now? There's not a yacht. I mean, there is a yacht. It's not my. I did not procure a yacht. I procured an invitation to a yacht that you could um, then invite all of I, your friends to. 
I feel Not like that's exactly. you procuring I, wait, a yacht. Wait, there were invites? I, I procured an invitation for you to come on the yacht, and you totally big-timed me, and you're not coming. So you can't give me any flack for going Can I have boat. his invite? No, absolutely you cannot, Tim, it's have non, his invite. Absolutely. It's non-transferable. I'm getting a hard no I'm from Becky here. on yachts, Becky's giving me a hard Just no a, on, uh, on you coming on the boat. Sorry, buddy. So my, my, my question is, um, <laughs> are you helicoptering to the yacht? Well, it means how else do you get to a yacht? I'm not going to. Does swim the yacht there. have a helipad? No, the yacht does not have a helipad. Whose it's, yacht is this? Don't worry about it. And so, <laughs> it's uh, it's a good friend of mine. Uh, him and his wife own this own this beautiful boat, and we've gone down on it a couple times over the years. And it's one of my favorite vacations to take. Just go sail around for uh, you know around the islands for a week or something, and scuba dive off the back whenever you feel like it, and just jump in and swim whenever you want, and it's like my favorite, it's like my favorite trip to go on, so excited about that. Yeah, it sounds delightful. So no, what, it's gonna be I'm wonderful. I'm a little upset. So here's you're the, here's is... the best part about it, Alex, the best part about it, is that Thim will not be there and cannot reach me while I'm on it. No, that's amazing, that's like... <laughs> I will find a way. It's like incentive for me to cancel my plans and um, come. Yeah, you should probably, you should probably come. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah, have fun. We're going to spend... I got to go to uh, to Las Vegas where my team owner, Sam Schmidt, uh, lives and is opening, you know, a new facility. Um, you know, he does a lot of work in the in the spinal cord injury research world and uh, he's opening a new state-of-the-art facility, uh, facility there uh, that we're going down to help be a part of, which is very cool because he's obviously done a lot of great things in that space and uh, it's exciting to see that that continues to grow. Um, so, so what else do not, we have not planned? so much of an off season as it is like a like a break from currently scheduled events. It's it's literally just called non racing season right. in our household because like the schedule is just as banana. I mean, from yeah, Sonoma, I mean, who can keep track of an, all the helicopters and yachts? I mean, uh, poor you. <laughs> from Sonoma, I was going to ignore Tim. From Sonoma, we I had an appearance the Monday night after the race. Um, Tuesday off, Wednesday had to fly to Toronto, had an appearance Wednesday night, had an appearance all day Thursday, had the weekend off, Tuesday fly to Calgary, Thursday fly to Los Angeles, Saturday fly back to Toronto, Sunday drive to Indianapolis. It's a chance I've got to go to Memphis on Tuesday, got to go to New York on Thursday, and this is all, it's all appearances, it's all media stuff, sponsor stuff, whatever it is. So yeah, but it's, like, it's you not do an off-season in really any sense like, of the word. Because I've, I've gotten approached for like quite a few things, and I have said no. So Wait, you can do that? James knew that was an option, yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was unaware that that was something that we could do. 100%. Oh man! It's like um, my I'm my, my October just got real clear. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but all good things, all good things, no complaints. We got a grinds my gears coming up for you guys, but before we get to that, hey guys, small favor to ask from us here at Off Track. Because let's be honest, you owe us one. True. Now, because of some algorithms, which is computer talk for stuff that we don't understand at all, podcasts depend on good ratings and reviews. So if you're listening to this podcast, and if you like even just a little bit hearing what we have to say, or, or even just tolerating us in general, go to iTunes today, give us a rating, preferably five stars. If there's an option for six stars without Tim, do that, and leave a little comment. That would be 
tremendous. Thank you for that. And now we'll get back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. As James promised, we've got a, a grinds of my gears for you. And it actually comes off of something that I had to deal with today, um, a couple of hours ago at a conference call. I know that first world problems are still problems. You literally said last week how much this pissed you off. The most frustrating thing. All right, geez, let's move yeah. on. Well, I'm glad that's over. Here's, Here's what, what grinds, grinds my gears. At a conference call. And um, okay. it was me plus four others, so not like a ridiculous amount of people. And Just enough to be annoying, though. No, but like, I mean, Kelly, she sometimes has conference calls with like 62 people. So that's like, I feel. What? Like, well, that's absurd. Yeah, that's absurd. I feel like five is that's is a fine. Thing? People do that. That's not even like her biggest. Yeah, do you know, you know who the worst person on a conference call is? You. Is James? No, Fam. James is the worst person on a conference. No, hundred percent you are because you Why just talk over everyone. Because you never mute your mic, James. You never like it's conference call etiquette to mute your mic when you're not talking, and you never mute your mic. I was unaware that you were supposed to do that. I, yes, absolutely. But I'm going to talk to you about what really, really annoyed me. So it was four, five people, all adults, um, all kind of business oriented. And we got on the call and I was like, oh, is everyone here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And crickets. And it was like, there was no one, even the person that set up the conference call didn't like take a lead. The, the person that asked to have a conference call didn't say anything so it basically got to the point where okay i being alex started talking i was like oh so so these are the kind of things we want to talk about blah blah um who wants to kick us off and again crickets so it's like what why did you even accept and take the time to put in the nine digit conference code if you're not going to have that anything to is say the part that drives me nuts Oh man, the the conference code number is the worst because no one can remember that amount of digits. True. And then like when you're on your phone, you gotta like you're on your phone, then you gotta go, you gotta take it off, you gotta hit the button, and get the keypad up, and then you need to go back to your email to find the conference number. It's the worst. Just make it like Plus, a four-digit number. You got the noise number. of the helicopter in the background. Yeah, it's it's so distracting in a helicopter to be doing that. I just oh man, they are they are they are t- when you have even four people. You're right, because like you sit in that silence, and then it's like, okay, so who breaks the silence? Like, are you going to be a jerk if you start talking, and then you all end up inevitably talking at the exact same time? Are you are you in support of when people like, hey, this is James talking, like before you say anything, announcing who it is? No, I think that's horrible because I know your voice. Yeah, yeah but if when you're on a conference, conference like, call with like a lot of people and you don't really know them as well, that's fair. But do you really care? Because uh, why I you're, feel like you're you have to the ask inf- pointed questions. Or, or who cares who's giving you the information as long as you're getting it? I mean, there's got to be times where there's, it's, it's, it's helpful to know who's saying it. I get that. But, but you're right. You, in a conference Can you call not like deduce people, who it is based on the answer they're giving? I feel like. For sure. In a small yeah. conference call. In like right. a big one with 60 people, which you should just never go on because that sounds insane. That's the other thing, right? Like if you're on a conference call that big, I've literally seen people have entire like afternoons where like they don't actually have to contribute anything to a conference call. So like they just kind of sit there and talk to other people because their earphones so on. They're still listening, but they're on mute, but they're contributing nothing and not listening at all. Yes. So I feel like there's like, there's definitely a point where you can be like, you know what? I don't think all 60 people really need to be on this call considering these people said nothing and clearly weren't paying attention. So what about like the small talk aspect when it's a, when it's a small group, 
Like, at what point do you stop talking about the weather and what everyone did for the weekend and such? I say you cannot go, like, three minutes tops. I think after three minutes, you're just wasting everybody's time. that long. That's very Canadian of you. I was going to say, Alex, I can't imagine you suffer much of that at all. No, I, I, I don't. I, I, uh, yeah, someone asked me how my weekend was, and I said it was okay. So. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> But it was. It was supremely he, average. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. <laughs> like there was nothing memorable about it. It was just fine. Like what do you want me to it say? Was, it was. A, it was a hard okay. It was just a five. <laughs> it was a five out of ten. Have you guys? It was. It was a ten. Oh, gross! So it was like not awesome. <laughs> it was not awesome at all. That's, that might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> An underperforming, kind of inconvenient thing. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, basically um, that's my Spartan race. <laughs> Underperformed. Have, have, you, have you guys ever seen a conference call in real life on YouTube? No. Okay, we're gonna post a link to this on our Twitter. Uh, it's from a like a, a sketch comedy group, Trip and Tyler, and it is this hilarious reenactment of what a conference call is like, but if actual bodies were in the room. And so like every time someone walks in the door, they announce their name and it kind of beeps at them. And then, like, people disappear for no reason, and there's dogs barking. It's it's just hilarious. We're gonna post it on our Twitter uh, at Ask Off Track, and you're gonna you're gonna love it. It's got like 15 million views on YouTube, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it's super accurate and very topical to this conversation. I just imagine it's everybody saying, "We'll circle back to that." I hate that phrase. <laughs> circle well, back we'll is one of the most overused. This. It's one of the most overused terms in like phone calls and emails with any kind of professional. Well, we'll circle back to this. Thanks for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is AskOffTrack, or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. And... If for some twisted, deranged reason you'd want to follow Tim, you can find him at the Tim Durham. Off Track is very roughly produced by Tim Durham. The music you heard today is from Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library, and you can call us and leave a message at 317-731-2372. If we like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show, so you better make it good. We can also be reached via email at ask at OffTrackPod.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.